1: All right, we're back again, Light Years Podcast. What, 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 uh, what? Andy Lou, Samus Vendiari. At this point, I don't even know what intro to go with. I feel like everybody has a specific one. So,
2: yeah, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> one of these, you know, we we never really do the soft intros. Maybe we should start doing that, but I, I feel like that's played out. Like too many people try to do the soft intro. You got to kind of, you got to just stick with what works.
1: Yeah, yeah. We don't know what works yet, but we we do know that if you subscribe to our podcast. That you got a rate of five stars. So last week I did this at the end. I realized that some people don't listen to it to the end. So if you only listen for five minutes, perfect. Subscribe, five stars. Go to Target. Hit the hit the little hit the little iPhones. You know what we were talking about last year. It's what I told all my friends to do. Hit androids that. also. <laughs> True. It's hit the little iPhones, hit the little androids. You know, hit Light Years podcast. Help us out. Be perfect.
2: Yeah, honestly, um, I would prefer it if you put five stars and then put the most slanderous comment in underneath oh. it. You know, mess with us, say something. Um, also, you should check out other pods on the Blue Iron Network. Uh, you guys need to check out the Coffee House Stunt with Ted Nguyen, uh, football podcast. I honestly didn't know how much I really enjoyed film and just kind of breaking down the game until I started following Ted always great observations um it's a worthwhile listen it might be my favorite podcast because i i think i just consume too much basketball so it's nice to hear some football here and there
1: yeah and and it's it well he does he does both right i know that so far we've promoted and the last week (laughs) we did keep it at 300 and Derek carr was on um and and i had some followers tell me yo like what's what's with all the what's with all the raider stuff that you know so sam's really uh He's really keeping me alive here, promoting <laughs> Raiders work. So <laughs> no, but no, but it's awesome. Ted's great. I follow him too. And uh, yeah, you got to check it out. It's like, it's like the, um, it's like the football version of who's someone on, on basketball who does like film, film analysis all day. You know what I mean? Like even Mo last week does, does, quite yeah. a bit, you know, like, like that kind of work is pretty, uh, um, like a lot of people, like the people who do good work on film is really good. The people who, like everybody else is pretty like, you know, kind of want to be. How yeah, I was jokes.
2: noticing on, um, I mean, obviously Twitter, you get a variety of stuff, but when everyone's trying to do film, those who are actually good at it really stand out, yeah. you know, because you got like every joker out here posted like, you know, why, why can't JaVale make this corner pass off the short roll? That's poor <laughs> coaching. And I'm like, I like, wh- what, are, what are we doing here? if javel could make that pass and if javel could defend he'd be a max player but he doesn't and he he's not yeah you know, at some point you have to be realistic i don't ask um i don't ask draymond to shoot 45 percent off pin down threes and i don't ask steph to block shots at the rim No, that's kind of what it is
1: that's a great point that's a great point and part of that comes from like hey if you've played basketball but not even from like like we're not even talking about like playing like college level basketball. It's like if you just played pickup or anything like and that, you just you have play little... regularly. <laughs> yeah, you'd have an understanding of that, but but anyway, we're we're, we're going to uh, one of the more entertaining preseason games. I actually just finished rewatching it this morning uh, or this afternoon. Um, but one of the more entertaining preseason games in 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 like what the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, right. So that was it. Was pretty awesome. To set the stage, it was, it was Kevin Durant. I actually didn't know this until you told me. um,
2: He's the only player left that was on that that Sonics team. Yeah, because Nick Carlson retired, so he's literally the only player in the NBA who played on the Seattle Sonics who's still in the NBA. You know, like Ray Allen retired. Um, I I could run down names, but what's the point, right? Um, And it's crazy. It was ten years ago. It's been ten years since the Sonics haven't been around, and there's only one person left that's kind of crazy right
1: yeah that was one of the nuttiest like like it felt like a home game it felt like a a game at oracle except it was it was for durant which you don't really get to see anymore because i mean at okc he would get that and even for the warriors like he'd get a great like katie would get great uh standing ovations but then when steph comes out after him the last it's to be not announced, same like, level
2: yeah. it's
1: like you know it's almost it's not double but it's at least like 1.5x and so and so it was, it was pretty neat to see and then kevin durant just looked happy i mean i think at the end of the day like a lot of us like as much as like like we just you know kind of make fun of him or just kind of don't really talk about him it's just like it's kind of cool to see durant happy because i mean i think i think a lot a lot of that's more important to him than any anything else like a lot of players don't think about that i think katie does a lot so i mean that was cool
2: i think that's what he wants I think watching that Seattle game, I it hit me like he may stay with the Warriors for a while, but he's never going to be his happiest here. Uh, like, he wants that. I mean, he had it in OKC for a little bit, but in many ways, Russ took it from him. He was always better than Russ, but, like, that team took Russ's identity. And Russ was the guy who, like... Was the driving force? Russ was the guy who got the louder pop, the guy who kind of defined the team more than anything. <laughs> and then, obviously, in the Bay Area, um, it's Steph. Like, it, and it's through no fault of KD or Stephs, but it's you're just not going to change the fan base. Steph created, Steph made the whole thing happen. Like, he's his shadow is going to loom large, whether you know whether he wants it to or not.
1: Uh, it's. <sighs> He wants it all which is kind of tough because like he wants what like he wants this type of style that the Warriors play and then he wants like that singular like um, praise from the all the fan bases. Um, It's like he can't have gone to the Spurs, right? Some people said this like hey, like you want to play warrior style basketball. You could have gone on the Spurs, but they're the Spurs. Like the Spurs are not the team that he are he's the, just, he'd
2: just be the next guy no. in the line. It'd be like Robinson, Duncan, you know, Manu, then KD. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the guy. Like LeBron's e- even struggles with that too. Like he had that in Cleveland, but Cleveland's a dumpster fire. Now he's in LA. He you know, he's the best player there. He'll get a lot of praise, but it won't be his team. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't in Miami for the same reason Miami was always Wade's team like that sort of thing doesn't happen very often Um, and, and you can't really create it like the only way KD could have this in my opinion is if the Sonics come back as an expansion franchise and he goes over there and creates his own super team and it's like oh all God. about it like I mean that's it's improbable but like would he would he have it if he went to the Knicks? That would
1: be like the best story if if, this, if he came back, if the Sonics came back and he was the leader and an MVP cannon on that team, that would be the story. But no, it wouldn't be on the Knicks. That's the thing. Like th- I think that's the thing that's that people are missing that they don't really understand. Um, is that the part of the reason why cause it's because it'd be like a LeBron move, right? And part of the reason why, um part of the reason why LeBron did it was to say, hey, like I can I I don't have to win and I'm gonna get all the praise regardless I don't think KD functions that way like now in his career. He's not 33. He's not 34 yet So like he doesn't think like that it, Part of him still is gonna be like yo, like i'm still trying to win chips." Like I don't think lebron thinks like i'm still trying to win titles. That's not his number one goal for durant I think it still is and he's 30 like there's no reason not to be like yo You should still be winning titles for the next four years so unless Kyrie is joining him, which doesn't seem like the case, unless Jimmy Butler is joining him, which who knows, and he's not even that good to begin with. Like, Unless you have a super superstar that's joining you in New York, I don't see that coming, and if it's not New York, we're going to talk about this literally every week, but if it's not New York, there's nowhere else to go.
2: Yeah, just like, I mean, he could go to Chicago, and but he won't be Jordan, right. you know what I mean? He could go, like, literally he would have to go to somewhere with, no culture ever and be the guy for him to fulfill that like that desire to be the Steph LeBron Dwayne Wade Jordan type figure to a franchise because that doesn't come along like even if this Celtics team lives up to the hype and let's say wins a couple titles they're not Bill Russell they're not Larry Bird you know what I mean like they're not they they don't have that singular importance to the fan base the way that steph curry does the way that lebron did to cleveland um that's a hard thing to manufacture and i did think that was what was cool about the seattle game you know he came out in the sean kemp jersey and the crowd just ate him up in you could just tell that's all he ever wanted or that's
1: all he wanted i wonder wonder who thought i wonder who thought that up (laughs) more and more importantly i i don't know rich kleinman um, I don't have any sources that tell me anything about rich climbing rich climbing also just is just gives me a weird vibe uh, It with no opinion of him, but just that seems like a weird guy don't really know anything uh, That he's done for KD don't really know what he hasn't done for KD, but I don't know like he he seems like someone that It's just just an odd just an odd character and um and uh, maybe he came up with the idea, which would be pretty awesome. But KD also has done a lot of things off the court that were bad ideas, like you know, like being on social media this much or burners, like all these type of things that were a little bit weird the last couple of years. That if you're a Rich Claman, like why would you let the guy do this in the first place? But anyway, uh, I don't even know what tangent I was gonna go off there. It was more so that was like one of the few, like, uh, universally acclaimed Kevin Durant like decisions um, that that have you know been possible in the last couple of years uh, this moment right there so that was i mean that was a katie moment
2: man uh, you don't get those too too I, often lately yeah i got a question for you do you remember the sonics like <laughs> or do you like any specific sonic teams like you know what i'm saying like it, when i think of the sacramento kings i think of why do i always reference the kings <laughs> i always think of like the what this the the weber kings right um or like if I think of um Orlando, I my, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of either the Shaq Orlando years or the Dwight Howard Orlando team. Do you do you ever think of any Sonic teams? Like does dude, anything come to mind?
1: Dude, I legitly don't think of the Sonics ever. Like I could not <laughs> like I But if could, I, about I could me I, saying a
2: name, do, what comes to mind?
1: Did Gary Payton play on the Sonics?
2: <laughs> yeah. I think you're, you're a little you're a little young like yeah so i that's i only know
1: that because like just just because of the name Cause he's right gary and just because like hot and because he's gary Payne, he's, he's from like around here right i think i don't know and like <laughs> i know that <laughs> so that's about all i know um but in terms of like yeah in terms of memories i don't have any beyond that the jerseys were like i thought the jerseys were great i mean
2: they're like, pretty. The, they're uh, pretty fire
1: the white and the like the light greenish. I can't even describe it, but they were awesome. Um the classic nineties ones, yeah. All um, the jerseys are good. So that's I, all I know
2: I, I remember the uh, the ninety six Sonics, the ones that lost the Bulls in the finals. I was I don't know, eleven. Um and so that's like right when I like started getting into hoops as like, you know, as you do as an eleven year old, so like not seriously into it or anything. But I just remember them being like the coolest team. The Warriors sucked. So everyone in school kind of liked him the way everyone liked the Thunder in like 2011 uh, because they had all those young, fun players. And it was just like, you know, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, uh, Detlef Shrimp, Sam Perkins. Like that was just like a stacked squad that was so fun. And like Sean Kemp was just led the NBA in, in posters, basically. I mean – Pretty much the most famous warrior play of the Cohan era is Sean Kemp ending Alton Lister. Like it, it was it's that or Amari dunking on Tolliver. Like it's debatable which is more painful, but it's pretty fitting that they're both on Warrior players.
1: That I remember. You know what you know what's funny now that you mentioned when you were eleven what you remember? That my first memory was when I was eleven. I just looked up two thousand and two and it was the Lakers being the Kings in seven and then them beating the next in the Nets in the finals. I just as you say that, that's crazy coincidence because that was, like, my first uh, NBA memory. <laughs> I wasn't a Laker fan. Uh, I more hated the Lakers just because they won a lot and I was a little kid. But it was still, like, appointment viewing. Like, right. I had to watch every single Laker game. Um, like, when they almost lost to the Kings, I was so happy. <laughs> right, but, like... Just like... Uh,
2: and, and we got to see a replay of it this year with the Warriors, you know, stealing from Houston. That was just, like, the... Uh... The Lakers Kings two thousand two oh, also. Oh <laughs> God!
1: Yeah, ex- I mean, exa- exactly like and, and see that one was straight egregious and people were acting like oh my God this uh, this Houston one when people were acting like it was that uh that foul that whatever who was the ref I forget Donahue uh, was it
2: Donahue it was Dick Bavetta on that game, oh, but really... Donahue was the one who um outed him afterwards when he got arrested <laughs> he said like Dick Bavetta was the league's like. <laughs> Go to guy when they wanted when they needed a result, they're like, Dick will take care of business. Oh, my <laughs> they, like made it sound like super mafia. You know, it's like dick will make sure we get the result we want. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, it was like a 30 to 6 free throw disparency oh in the second half or something. Something ridiculous where everyone fouled out and it was um it was a poorly <laughs> officiated game.
1: Like that actually like the with the Warriors, like they missed they missed a couple calls we out here acting like they stole the game right off the bat from that. Like James Harden out here flopping from twenty eight feet in a in a game seven. Like what do you? Well, and like that's you, a, that's the opposite. What do you expect?
2: Like the 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 Kings and Lakers one in two thousand two, they were calling phantom whistles on anyone <laughs> who you know tried to play any variation of defense on Shaq or Kobe. Um, with the the Rockets one, it's like up. Uh, he 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 why aren't they calling it? He touched Harden. That should be free throws. You know, it's like you really like upset that the ref swallowed a whistle. Like is isn't that what we want? Don't we want refs swallowing whistles? I guess we don't want them swallowing whistles if it's against the Warriors. Whatever gets whatever gets the Warriors to lose, right? It's factual. It is so true. It's it's always, "Hey, let these guys play." Let, let them let them do
1: their thing like it's basketball man like we're not try, we're not trying to here watch a ref show but no 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 when the when it's against the warriors all of a sudden it's oh my eight on five how eight does draymond five. get
2: away with that yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like oh only draymond gets it. oh what? wait clay hit him why isn't that a foul you know oh wow well, steph <laughs> reached in foul yeah it's it's amazing but um yeah, it's interesting. So I, I think we're gonna pretty much have to talk about it every week uh, if KD stays. <laughs>
1: you, you know what I'm an, You know what I'm an annoyed also because this is the next topic and and on the on the actual topic of being annoyed and talking about it every week. This Clay Thompson stuff is for me. I don't see a like there may be a path, but I don't see a way where both sides are gonna screw it up. Right with Draymond, I can kind of see that happening. Right. With Clay, I don't. I think Clay wants to stay. I think ownership wants them to stay. I think the fans want them to stay. They have the money to make it happen. So I don't I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing all these like even just news that are saying like, oh hey, Clay came out and said again that he wants to stay. It's like, yeah, we know. And it's like I don't need like constant articles on like, hey, the the Lakers may be looking at uh, Clay Thompson or you know uh, these teams are recruiting them whatever know, man. Right? you but- saw
2: you saw Andre tweeted out a couple of weeks ago i guess it was a month ago now that luke was recruiting him in qatar it's a little <sighs> little shady you know clay clay going over there they're doing the off seas recruiting you know it's there's some, <laughs> some qatari money in the staple center you know Stay it's woke. just like <laughs> like for <laughs>
1: I mean, it could be. I mean, I'm sure, right? Like, everybody's like friends in the NBA. Like, everybody talks recruiting off uh, the record. Yeah. Look, look what, look what Draymond, look what Draymond did to Durant, right? Like, that happened for like two, three years or even further back. It would be
2: hilarious if the Warriors got blown up by the same type of recruiting that helped them create their super team. Uh, Yeah. Well, actually, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be hilarious, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, I agree with you on Clay. I think if, um, there is a path for Clay to go to another team, but if he does, it's going to be impossible for me to blame anyone but ownership. Like because Clay wants to stay. Basically, just offer him what's fair and show him the love he wants. It's not hard. He's not KD who doesn't really know what he wants, you know what I mean? Like where you really have to work for it and he's right, right, he, right. He, he's looking around like Clay's really like, "Hey, Pay me the going rate for a player of my skill set and, you know, just kind of don't take me for granted. Don't treat me like I'm a role player. I don't even think he needs like the public adulation or anything. He just needs to know that he's valued. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't go right, I mean, it's the Warriors basically thinking, you know, he's in the bag.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and and That's that's not
2: Myers either.
1: No, we know who it'd be. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's only – like, Up's going to lowball him, right? Like, that's, that's just – in negotiations that's, negotiations, that's just yeah. how it works, right?
2: And this is where – Yeah, um, exactly. This is that's where Myers, like, I don't think he likes taking a low offer to um, someone he knows won't accept it. But, you know, this is where having high-level communication skills really matter because, like, you, you're you basically like, Let, let's just work on this. You know, you, you're, you're managing the relationship because it's a negotiation. Yeah,
1: it's it's like if I'm selling something, like it, <laughs> for example, and I say, "Hey, like this is how much this cost. This is list price. You and I both know that you're not going to buy at list price, but this is the number I'm going to have to give you because this is how negotiations start. This is where like, we gonna. <laughs> yeah. This we're gonna start. We both know this is not where it's gonna end, but we both know that is where it has to start. We got to set the expectation. But it's like he's gonna do it, but it's a matter of will Lake up. Will he? Will Lake up be like, "Hey, like I'm not going to." give him the extra 20 25 million because right. i don't think he i think he loves a warrior like that type of taking for granted taking like that for i granted, think i can have i don't him.
2: think
1: yeah yeah I, I don't know i, I don't actually think lakeup would do that but i i mean i agree with you right like that's the way they lose uh so, clay i think i think with draymond <clears throat> i think with draymond it's a different story i think they'd actually do that i think they'd actually be like hey like we're gonna give you this we'll go we'll come up a little bit but that's it if you don't take it That's fine.
2: Andre's a little more emotional. Like just, I mean, he wouldn't get to where he is as a player if he wasn't very stubborn and hard-minded. So there's there's a little more of a chance of him maybe um, getting more insulted than, you know, Clay, who might be a little chiller through the negotiation and like listen to his agent saying like, hey, man, I'll get him up to this number. Just it's going to take a little time, you know? That's probably
1: uh, what he's saying right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the other thing. It's it's what? It's October. They can't sign Clay today anyway. They just they can't. It's the rules. So it's like what does it really matter? As long as you're managing the relationship correctly and you get to where you need to be come next June, July, does it really matter? But there's going to be people. I mean, we know the Lakers are going to try to disrupt this and they should. That like I clay wants to be here but he's from la his dad works for the lakers they have some like they wouldn't be doing their jobs i mean their gm is an agent too Palinka's is a good agent so if he he wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't trying to like needle at it and you know tell him like hey we'll give you the max today you know why are these guys why are these guys you know lowballing you you know we we would never do that you'd have a max then you'd have another max you know
1: you know what's interesting uh the lakers are i guess quote unquote trying to you know recruit um uh clay and then this e- you know this this year they were like hey you know they're asking you know kevin durant as well too right you know what's funny is i actually think i don't think either of them would play for the lakers i actually think it's Draymond. if if i were to pick a person that would play for the lakers with lebron i think that's the guy like i think that i, I think, Draymond, think
2: all three would I mean, not Most at the time. same time. It's not possible. But you Most you get time. what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, though, I, I mean, with LeBron, I don't think KD would. I don't think Clay would. But I think Draymond, someone would just be like, "Yo, like you're not gonna give him my money." Like I'm boys with LeBron. Like we're all, we're on barbershop calls together all day long. You know, we're making <laughs> videos all the time. Like, hey, I play with them. I think I think Draymond would be, and I think he'd be a great fit with LeBron. Like um, I I have thought of that for the last couple months. I don't know why I ever brought it up because it's kind of an outlandish thought. But yeah,
2: well, this is I mean, all, we're we're in total fantasy mode right now, so yeah, <laughs> I yeah there's mean, we, we got about. two we got two weeks to the season. We might as well do this now when we can.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. But you know, I, I think um I think that'd be the guy. Uh, he, he and I think it'd be pretty cool. Like, cause it, for me, like this is where our opinions differ. For me, I want the Warriors just to pay as much money as possible to keep all of these guys together. Even if it means like, Hey, Draymond's knee is going to go out and he's not going to be the player that he is like two or three years from now. I'm still like, yo, just pay him the money. I don't personally care. Right. Um, I like the, um, the sentimental value of like keeping all four superstars and even Andre, right. Um, on that team, um, I, I know you you think differently uh, more pragmatic and more like hey who who can we upgrade from you know maybe we can just go with Jordan Bell or something like that right but you know for me I just you know pay the guys their money and and you know watch this team go for another you know five years and, and see what happens.
2: It's gonna be interesting but I mean that's kind of the at the end of the day what it is is the Warriors have the most talent of any team in the league so anyone who wants to be a big boy and like compete at that level they're gonna come for the warrior players they're gonna try to steal kd they're gonna try to steal clay they're gonna try to steal draymond that's that's just how it is um if the warriors come across a new super team in 10 years it's going to be the same thing with whoever those players are when you are when you're at the top People try to take your players. That's just how it works. You know, hey, the Warriors did that with KD. They wouldn't have gone for KD if he was just, you know, Harrison Barnes with a slightly better three-point shot. They went for him because he's KD, you know?
1: Yeah. I wish I wish somebody would go for Patrick McCall.
2: <laughs> um, Man, Patty. <laughs> I think he's going to love China next year. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: That's aggressive. I like it. Um. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I realized I got a little bit annoyed last week. I think I might have went a little bit too far. So I, uh, and I don't, I don't think there's any Patrick McCall stands actually. But for people that that do love Patrick McCall, I feel kind of bad because he did deal with a lot of injury. I was thinking about it, um, last year. But it did come out a couple days after we recorded last week that it wasn't really his um, agent, huh? It, it, or like his agent kind of was it's like, more "Hey, his
2: father, right?"
1: Yeah, which is a little bit. A little bit odd, I guess. A little bit kawaiiish.
2: Yeah, I mean, it to me it reads pretty clearly. Whoever's in his ear, and it sounds like it's family, thinks the only way he's going to get better is if he gets more minutes, like consistent run, and it's not going to happen in the Warriors. I mean, it could happen, but it it clearly seems like it messes with his head. Not knowing that he has a guaranteed twenty minutes a night, not knowing that like you know, hey, if I play a bad first half, coach is going to come back to me for another fifteen minutes in the second half. Um, and uh, I mean, that could be a thing. That's the hard part about no, being a true. young. That can. That's the hard part about being a young player on. Uh, a great team like Kerr is going to give him chances Kerr gives him more chances than coaches of similar championship level teams would give him but it doesn't mean Kerr is giving him big minutes or anything Kerr gives him like five to six minutes and a half and you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work and then he'll do it again the next game but it's hard to find a rhythm in or some guys just need more you know like Jordan Bell doesn't need more Jordan Bell can kind (laughs) of just make his impact felt. Pat McCall might just need that, like, I don't know, uh, bad team where he can really. Yeah, like the
1: Kings, like your Kings.
2: Yeah, like my Kings. Play play 2,000 minutes, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes a night, and, like, really work on his game until, you know, we kind of see what he can become.
1: So, um, oh man, that's, that's but
2: the, a good the point. The problem is he, he can't get it because he's restricted and the Warriors will match anything.
1: Th- there is some Steve Kerr blame, too, just because, like, Steve Kerr is not in. And he's a bench guy. Uh, He he loves his bench. He loves his players. But he's also not really like uh, not a huge like head coach enabler guy. Like I think Mike D'Antoni is. I think Mike D'Antoni is like one of the best at it. Uh, Brad Stevens as well. Um, Pop, not really. Uh, Dwayne Casey probably. But like guys that are just like Mark Jackson, for example, actually, is is someone that like instilled a lot of confidence uh, into his players and just said, hey, just do your thing. Like, Steve Kerr I don't think is like that. I think, like, he's more, especially with guys like McCall, he's more like, hey, do your job don't do like when i played high school my coach was the same way he was like do your job don't do anything outside of like andy we don't need you running a pick and roll right like we don't want you <laughs> shooting threes just go out there just defend Andy,
2: you know don't go stay in the corner just
1: get under the rim start boxing it's, out <laughs> it was exactly what he said like it was like don't try all this shit. and when that happens it's like it's kind of hard for the player right because it's like you could be playing 20 minutes but then those twenty minutes aren't like rhythm twenty. It's like if you're playing it, it's like if you're um, it's like if you're Victor Oladipo, I tweeted this out, and you're playing next to Russ that year, right? Like you're playing a lot of minutes, but when those minutes consist of you standing on the wing and then you get the ball with five seconds left and, and Russ is just gonna, hey, hey man, you fucking shoot it. Like what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah, you go go up and down for three minutes and you don't touch it. Then all of a sudden you get it and, like, you don't really know what to do. So then they don't go back to you. Then it's another two minutes before you get the ball again. Yeah, there's just no rhythm. Um, That's something I realized, by the way, with, like, uh, with with stack guys who constantly go back to – this is the downside of D'Antoni. When it's all spread, pick, and rolled, it's it's a little – it's a little harder to expand roles for guys. You know what I mean? Like guys getting the rhythm shooting the ball, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. And and the that's why like the scheme for the Warriors works for that. Um, Cause it matches it's like, the personnel and, and it, it does. It does. And then, and then when it's, and that's why like Kerr's thing is, Hey, we don't want to run pick and roll. Cause then it doesn't get guys into rhythm. Maybe from a call, he needs to just have pick and roll run for him. Um, you know, like the first three possessions that he plays, he needs, you know, a play drawn up for him. But um... yeah.
2: And, and actually that actually just reminded me of another thing. They, they want McCaw to kind of be Igadala 2.0. And that's such an unfair ask of a 21 year old. Like, Iguodala plays one of the more unique, like intelligent roles, where it's just like he's totally cool passing the ball and cutting and like knowing where to be because he thinks the game at like a level that you know maybe one percent of the league does, and he's fine playing that way, but. I mean, good luck replacing that. That doesn't come along very often.
1: Yeah, nobody thinks that way. No, nobody, nobody goes under the hoop and wants to pass instead of shoot.
2: And I think actually, (laughs) Iguodala would probably tell you if he was asked to play this role when he was twenty-one or twenty-two, he'd struggle with it too. You know, like it works when he's thirty-four and he's probably he's the smartest guy on the floor, except for like when he goes against I don't know LeBron and a couple other people. But like in most situations, he's the smartest guy on the floor at all times. So, uh, it works, but you know, if he had to do it when he was 22, 23, he'd probably be in his own head overthinking everything.
1: And he actually he and remember he got PTSD too <laughs> cuz yeah. he was he was supposed to run his own team in uh in Philly and then they kind of it kind of messed with him. and he just wasn't a guy that was going to shoot 25 times. It's like you're not trying to make Steph a, a you know, you're not trying to have Steph guard one, twos, and 3s, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I mean, what what else? What else have we going to the Warriors cuz we should we go Mailbag? Because yeah, we have yeah. so we, many
2: questions from last week. We have so many questions. We got to do this. But I'm going to start with um, this one, which was actually asked after we recorded. Um, this one, do it. there's a couple here I like. Which is the day in the calendar that the narrative in the NBA changes from five all-stars to Dre as a system player and Clay is a glorified Redick? <laughs> where, where is – which? Who, who tweeted this one? Which one is this Camp uh at Hamptons 5 SNZ I think we got this one today <laughs> um, I would say after they lose some games they shouldn't lose in November that's when all the talk becomes you know take away the narratives Clay's just uh, you know Robert Covington with an anti deal or you, oh. know, you know Draymond Draymond Green's just uh, just a role player so we'll say we'll say in November when they lose to, I don't know who they play in November. Let's say you know they lose to like a Portland and a New Orleans type opponent.
1: Oh, you know you know who you know when it's gonna happen. Come on now, you know this. I'm looking at the schedule right now. When do the Warriors play the Lakers? You know when this is gonna happen. Oh, Christmas is the first game against the. Yeah, Lakers. I was gonna say oh, can... all the
2: Laker games are too marquee. Uh, it's gotta be when the Warriors like have a couple of those lethargic outings to good but, against like, non-threatening be, teams. Maybe uh, OKC, I'm, I'm OKC, just think, yeah.
1: I'm just thinking in LA though. Like they'll lose to like losing to a LeBron team. The war every time the Warriors loses to a LeBron team, even when like they're up in a series three zero, right? Or they're like the last couple seasons. Do you remember last year? It was the funniest shit. Last year in game, when did they? Uh, they lost game four, I believe. Right? right? They lost game four, and I so I swear to God, not even, okay. Two, I'm thinking about two years ago. Yeah, um, two. Um, so we'll yeah, yeah, two years ago.
2: Here, so yeah, when, when they still this, had Kyrie, their best player.
1: Right. <laughs> Holy shit, Dak Prescott just that was crazy. Um, but no, no, I remember they they lost game four, and then. I swear I heard cast fans and I heard media say, listen, if the Warriors mess around and lose game five, Cavs might take this thing to seven. I, I swear they said, all we need to do is steal game five. Then we'll win when we go back home and then we'll win game seven. Cause that's when we got LeBron and he'll do what he did in 2016. Like anytime LeBron beats the Warriors, you hear the craziest things. Like just a nut, like glorified Redick. I don't even, I don't even know if they, like they might, they might start calling him like Pat Connaughton. Like it might be Clay Connaughton out here. Like people I can, go I can crazy. tell you've clicked,
2: clicked, uh, clicked over to the Blazers game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Blazers, Blazers got Seth Curry and Stoskis. It's kind of like the, um, oh my God, like the generic brand Splash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
1: It really is true. Oh my God. Do they really? Yeah. Oh my God. I actually don't even know if if Connaughton T- Conaton is still on the Blazers. I think no, he's not.
2: But I'll always think of him as a Blazer. Yeah, that's true. Or at least <laughs> like, until I get used to him on his new team.
1: Anybody that's white <laughs> is on the Blazers. Um, um,
2: all right, here's another good one from Jake Christie. Uh, what pre-light years Warrior player do you think would best would fit in best with the current team? I like this question.
1: Ooh, ooh.
2: It's not Monte.
1: It's the it's, so we're talking about. We're talking about off the court or on the court, both doesn't matter.
2: I think uh, either, however you want to take it.
1: Shoot, you might have to go first. Let me think about this for a second.
2: Um, my first thought was Matt Barnes, but Matt Barnes already played with him, That's true. Um, and he fit in just fine. Uh, it's hard for me to not say Stephen Jackson too. Although, like, would Jack accept being a role player? I don't know. You know, you put Prime Jack on them. Um, most of the, we believe guys I think would fit in fine.
1: Um, oh my God, I got mine. I got my name. Go for it. I got my number one guy when he was good. And this this is a little bit hazy. My memory is a little bit hazy. I was a little bit younger, but when he was good, he was really good as a role man. Um, and he, he had no problems finishing. Like, he per- yeah. <laughs> He'd be uh, a perfect fit. Like he's yeah, not a great would. defender, but like. He he, kind of know where to be. Like he wasn't a perfect player, but he'd be perfect for the for this team. Like he was he, really
2: he, athletic too.
1: He really was. He had this one spin move that'd be fun, right? Like, uh, like before he kind of just you know mentally fell apart. Like he was legit. Like he's someone that instead of Zaza, like because because on the defensive end, in my opinion, like you got Iguodala, you got Draymond, you're fine. You got Clay, you're fine, right? Like as long as you have a serviceable center, you're good. Um, and if he was there, he'd be a great finisher too. And he had soft hands. He was really good around the rim. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my guy. <laughs> and, and it'd just be fun uh, to, to have Andres Biedrens, uh back in the league because, man, who knows what happened to him. I don't. Is he even still alive? I don't even know.
2: Um, I don't <laughs> know. Remember when he showed up for that random dunk contest in Latvia? That was pretty <laughs> awesome. And he came out uh, all tatted and jacked. I you was know, just like, that's all he's been doing since he left the NBA. He's been trying to turn into Jersey Shore.
1: Paulie Bejans. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Oh, the, situ- oh man. the situation. Gone to jail. <laughs> that's sad. Um, Did he? Is that true? Tax evasion. God. Um, no, all right, sense. here's another one uh, from Dylan Black. What trade deadline move could Lakob and Myers make that would generate maximum negative reaction from NBA Twitter? And which one would tickle you the most? Uh, Trevor Ariza getting bought out and signing with the Warriors. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> See, <laughs> that- that's like that's the realistic one that would annoy people because, like, yeah, I could just say like trading, um, you know. Trading Iguodala for Jimmy Butler, you know, but like that's not happening. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the, here's the thing because I, I I thought of that. It's
1: a great, it was perfect because somebody, and I forget who it was, said, Oh, like just wait until, you know, Houston, uh, you know, gets all these players like James Ennis and all these guys. They trade for Jimmy Butler and then they get Trevor Ariza, you know, when he's bought on. I'm just like, Didn't Trevor Ariza like not sign with them because they were being cheap? Like, there's probably a reason why that happened. And he signed with the Phoenix Suns. Like, I mean, he could go back, I guess, but it's probably not likely. Um, So it'd be awesome. And I think, like, there was some interest. I think Chris Haynes reported there was some interest between the two teams um, at the end of last season. So there's kind of, like, some breadcrumbs there, right? Um, And Ariza is going to get his money anyway. So when he does get bought out, especially for a Suns team, that's going to suck. Like, it could happen. Um, I don't know anything about Ariza as a person, so I don't know if he, like, actually dislikes the Warriors or not. doesn't seem like he really cares. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's, got the, he's
2: got a reputation for being one of the the better locker room guys like that was if anything, that was the bigger reason people thought uh, him leaving Houston would suck because he was like the guy who kept people together, whether it's true or not. That was that's always been kind of his reputation hmm. being like the um, the pros pro kind of exactly what he is on the court, you know?
1: Yeah, he's kind of and, and and in terms of a player, he's kind of not as good anymore. But yeah, he's like a um, he's like a Andre Iguodala with no uh, playmaking ability, right? But he's still like a very good defender, better shooter, probably. Even though even though he clanked everything and in, in that game, but um, he's a good, he's a good player. That'd be really fun. On the Houston note, I was just thinking about it uh, the other day. The reason why I don't know if you agree with this is I, I do think like there'll be like the fourth or fifth best best team is because they relied on P.J. Tucker a lot as like kind of a Draymond Green kind of guy. I don't know how long P.J. Tucker has uh, in terms of being like a above average defender and an offensive player that can stay on the court uh, that won't like suck the offense out of its rhythm, right? Because that shots it goes in, but it's not like, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily sustainable. So I I don't know for for like PJ Tucker's a big glue guy. He's very important for that team. I just don't know. He's a little bit old. I don't know how long he can keep it up. And that does suck for Houston when he does.
2: And I think the bigger thing is, um, I don't know how you play him and Mello together. Like neither of them are threes anymore.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I guess you can use Tucker as the small ball five, which is pretty effective in short doses. Same way it is with Draymond. Um, I know. I still think Houston's going to roll wins. No, I, like I don't. You could be right. They may end up being the fourth or fifth best team, but I think they're still going to win a ton of games because that system works. Harden and Chris Paul know how to win games. Like they're just going to roll through regular season wins.
1: I don't know, man. I think my Sixers are going to be better. Um, let's go through some of these questions.
2: I got. I got one here. All right. All right, from Jerry V. Can you see any realistic scenario that Steph wins MVP with a healthy KD? Probably not.
1: Unless they win like 74 games, right? Unless they win 74 games and Steph averages 30 points again, Steph probably isn't going to win MVP in the regular season. And honestly, like I, sh- you shouldn't really care about a regular season MVP anymore. Right, because that's really at this point in your Warriors fandom, or if you're someone in the Warriors organization, um, that's not important anymore. The only thing important left is winning championships. Winning an MVP is great when you don't have a championship yet, but when you're when you're at the top, you only want to. You don't want to go Lebron. You know what I mean? When you're at the top and you've won before, you don't want to start making up accomplishments that may matter more. I think I saw someone that said if LeBron wins his fourth MVP, it's like oh, that's no.
2: friend of the show, Nick. Uh,
1: like what, what? 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 Fifth MVP? I don't know how many MVPs LeBron's won. If he wins another one this year, it's cool. basically his fourth championship. What The fuck are we talking about? <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> Explain to me, Sam. What that even means? Because uh, if that were the case, then the Warriors would have. One, two, three, four titles in a row. Because Steph won seventy-three games and averaged thirty, and was the first unanimous MVP. If he was right, they'd have four titles in a row. So, uh, anyway, I I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna ever happen if KD's healthy, and I think Warriors fans should be happy about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can come up with scenarios, but I think it's unlikely. Um, he they would have to do something very. Like they'd have to win like 75 games. You're right. And it have <laughs> to be very obvious. Like it's the Steph show. Um, I don't think it happens and I don't really care.
1: <laughs> that's the, I think that's the best way to say it. I don't really care. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter. Um, let's one, see here. One
2: more. Just one more.
1: Yeah. Do you have a, do you have one or, Oh, actually I, I see a fun one here. Um, unless you have one, I see a fun one. No, go for it. Um, dash bros one, how many games before KD and Boogie get into it? And we could throw Draymond in there if you want. <laughs>
2: um
1: five. You, are you worried?
2: It. Are you worried though? Well no, okay. More seriously? Get into it in what way? Because I think five games before they get ejected. <laughs> um
1: I think so. Remember Draymond and KD kind of getting into it? I, I think that was I think that wasn't a bad thing. I think a bad thing would kind of be like um like worried about DeMarcus Cousins behind the scene grumbling. You know how you know how we heard about Omri Caspi grumbling in the background last year yeah. and being like a pretty shitty teammate? Didn't matter because he's Omri Caspi. But like are we worried about that happening with Demarcus Cousins?
2: Mm nah, he has too much to play for. But I do think that there's a um when they get bored, they all kind of wanna play for themselves a little bit like boogies like just give me the ball a little more so I can show what I can do that sort of stuff that is or k d doing it or just basically everyone doing it right like there Ooh. there's there's a fear of that happening, which is always kind of Kerr's big thing we have to come together, you know that type of thing um I'm not too concerned about it um I'm more concerned about boogie physically. And then like how he'll accept maybe not playing thirty four minutes a night and not being like the go to guy.
1: Yeah, rhythm, right? Like not getting shots and, and but I think I think Kerr's gonna force feed him. Um yeah. I, I think I just think the season is gonna be a joke. <laughs> it's gonna be like a victory lap. It's like it's like what the seventy three win season should be, um, should have been. Right, like Steph was, I mean, you remember, like before he sprained that ankle, um, and then right after he came back from that sprained ankle, uh, he tore that knee. Um, before those, he was killing.
2: I mean, I'm like, surprised yeah, like- he can still play since he amputated a leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 was um, a level of appointment viewing that I don't like. At some point, we'll get something like that again, uh, but it's gonna be a long time.
1: Yeah well we'll see that that's a good way to kind of to kind of end the end the podcast if people made it this far should we tell them to to subscribe and rate five stars again
2: yes please subscribe rate five stars (laughs)
1: leave us
2: leave us kind notes
1: (laughs) beautiful
3: mypatriotsupply.com